Bretto, the first 200 tickets to the 2018 Wellness Summit sold out in less than 24 hours. Can you believe it? Oh, MP, it's awesome that our Wellness Coach fans are as excited about the return of the Wellness Summit as we are. If you've been hiding under a kale smoothie, Zazen Alkaline Water presents the return of the Wellness Summit on August 25 and 26 in Melbourne. And for one week only, we have 100 seats at a crazy two-for-one special. That's right, MP. Not only do 100 lucky listeners get two tickets for the price of one, but they also receive the digital recordings of the 2018 Summit and all of our previous events. Gee whiz, that's a lot of value, Bretto. That's over $1,400 in value, MP, and all for just $297. That's two tickets for the price of one for two days of powerhouse wellness. That's less than $10 an hour to attend the wellness event of the year. Oh, enough of the number crunching, MP. These 100 tickets are only available this week until Saturday, May 19, or until sold out, whatever happens first. For tickets, the speaker lineup, and all info, go to thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to The Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. We're mixing things up a bit in today's episode as we're going to be talking about throwing in your jobs to go travelling, which is probably something that every single person listening to this podcast right now has been dreaming of doing one day. And the good news is that I've brought onto the podcast today two people who have quite literally just done that. Alison and Mike Behem from Narang in Queensland. Alison and Mike are originally both from the south of England in the United Kingdom and have a background in training and hospitality along with an ongoing passion for travel. So to tell us more about taking the plunge and throwing in your jobs to go traveling, I'd like to give a warm healthy shift worker welcome to Alison and Mike. Hello. Hi, Audra. Audra. Thank you for having us on today. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your podcast today. Oh, thank you both for joining me um, this morning. Like, and I have to say, um, you know, this is the first time that I've actually undertaken a duo on the podcast. That being talking to two people at the same time, so (laughs) this could get interesting. But yeah, so thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Well, I guess first things first, what triggered you to make such a monumental decision to quit your jobs and go travelling? I mean, was was there one specific thing or is this something that you've been thinking about doing uh, for a while? I, I wouldn't say there was a specific thing. It's certainly something I've been thinking about for a couple of years. And uh, I, I think, you know, I had a I was working in a, a job and kind of getting a bit uh, disillusioned. And this isn't this isn't the last job I was in. It was a, a job previous to that. Probably getting a bit disillusioned about what I was doing and thinking. Uh, and I can actually remember sitting at the pub with a mate and sitting there and saying, "Well, what could we do? You know, start a business, something to break out of that. You know, that kind of treadmill that you're on of, of work." Mm. And I thought, well, you know, I'm about to turn 50. The the kids are kind of grown up and able to look after themselves. Um, why not take a year off, do a bit of travelling and, and come and find a job afterwards? And, you know, in between I did change jobs. So I ended up staying in my new job for a couple of years, but actually about two and a half years. But all the time that plan was there 
And the plan did revolve a, a bit around the Commonwealth Games. You know, the plan was work at the Commonwealth Games and then clear off for a year and then come back and, you know, go back to work. Um, but with that is all very open-ended. You know, it might be a year, might be six months if we run out of money, it might be 18 months if everything goes to plan. And in fact, there is a bit of a new development that's possibly come out of working at the Commonwealth Games, which we might talk about a little bit later. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so, Mike, it sounds like, uh, yeah, for both of you, it's something that's been in, been in your mind for about three years or so before it's yes, finally come right. to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And did think, you – sorry, go ahead, Alison. I think, uh, for me, sort of the catalyst came of us actually making dates and firm plans sort of back probably about a year ago in April when a good friend of mine, her father passed away in his kind of mid-50s. And it was almost that day, it was like, okay, Mike, we're making the date. We're just going to do it because, you know, life's too short. Everyone says, oh, wait until retirement, wait till we have all this money. You know, why are you doing it now? Um, we don't know. Tomorrow may never come. So to me, we want to do what we can now while we're able instead of kind of waiting. Yeah, we might have more money in 20 years, but we might not be here in 20 years. So we kind of just want to. Oh, why not be yeah, able? Yes, mm. why not be and when you hear sad stories of people passing away too early in life, it kind of just, you know, makes you think, gosh, no, I've got to do what I've got to do now and not wait because it might never happen. Mm, yeah, exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? It's living with, living with no regrets really, isn't it? Exactly. And that's, that's a massive thing for me. You live with no regrets. At least you can say I've done it rather than what if. What if I had done it? What if I'd really followed my dreams? But we are going to follow our dreams, and it's so exciting. Mm. Oh, it sure is. I'm, I'm certainly very excited for you. That's for sure. It was. It, is it something that you that you discussed with your family, like you know your kids as well, and like what have their reactions been like? Oh, with oh, okay. The James's reaction has always been, "Oh, mum, dad, what are you thinking? Like, think of all this money you could save. Like, and I, he kind of thinks we're wasting it. He thinks, yeah, he's yeah, I don't know. He's just not, he's a bit crazy. But everyone on the whole are really supportive. A lot want to do it, but their thing is, but I can't. Mm. But they can They just choose not to. So, but on the whole, yeah, everyone's been really supportive. Mm. And a lot of I think, people. I think when we've talked a bit about it over the past couple of years, most people haven't taken us that seriously. They're kind of, oh, yeah, you know, because everybody said, oh, yeah, it's a dream, chuck in your job and go yeah. chat. Yeah, we, we've done it, you know, like yeah. like I say, the plan was work at the Games, we did it, chucking our jobs, we did it, and as of next Thursday, we'll be on the road, so. And we're actually unemployed now, that was the thing this morning, we were, we yeah, were a couple of weeks, we've done the Games for a month, and here we are, yeah, no job, and it's just around the corner, so yeah, it's, it's very exciting times for us all. Yeah, sure is, and and that's interesting. And I'll get back to that in a second. But um, as you mentioned, that this is officially, I guess, day one of your adventure because you both did, you know, finish working at the Commonwealth Games uh, as of yesterday. I'd actually say we're a few weeks into our adventure because you know, you know we quit our full time jobs um, uh, what six weeks or so ago. Um, cleared off to Cambodia on the on the same day that I actually finished work. And then working at the Commonwealth Games was is part of the adventure because mm. it was going back to doing something that, you know, I haven't done for a very, very long time. So it was, yeah, going going back into the kitchen and working as a chef, you know, that's not what I do for a living anymore, but it's something that I used to do. So that was part of the adventure, really. 
Mm. Well, that was my next question to ask you guys. Like, how was it working at, at the games? Like, you know, what were you both sort of doing and the shifts that you were working and, and so forth? I loved it every moment of the last four weeks, you know, long hours, you know, hard work, but it was an amazing experience, something that, you know, I'm never going to have an opportunity to do again. So I'm very, maybe, (laughs) we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But yeah, for me, it was like incredible. I loved it. And I guess in a couple of days, I'll probably be feeling a little bit flat maybe because suddenly it's all come to an end. And yeah, but it was amazing. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it it was an awesome, awesome experience. But it was hard work. It was really hard work. More hard work for you. Yeah, I mean, me. I was, you know, I was in a in a hot kitchen, twelve hours a day, uh, no days off. It was it was tough graft. But it was worth you, it. What time did you start? In oh yeah, my, my shift started at three a.m. every morning, so I had to get up at two, you know, at work by three, uh, and basically working flat out until three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and that is pretty ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> no days off no for days. both of you. So, yeah, is that really no days off in between at all, Mike? No, I did uh, throughout, I think I worked 28 days I worked out. Um, during that time, I did have three days off, but they were early on, before, you know, before the games actually started. And I've just come off 18 days straight of 12 hours. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's tough. That's really tough going, particularly those sorts of hours. Uh, at least, I suppose, that, I don't know, Mike, that would have been my view of something like that, is that it's it's a short-term thing. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Is that what kept me going? That's exactly what kept me going. You know, on those days when it was getting a bit tough, what kept me going was that, you know, I knew exactly when the end date was. So um, I think doing something like that when you don't have an end date would be really difficult um mm. mentally difficult you know as well yeah. as the physical side hard. of things yeah. yeah yeah and so Alison you were doing different shifts by the sound of it is that right I was I was still working six day weeks but my shifts were sort of 12 to 10 so you know 10 hours no getting up early no getting home late at night so I was actually really blessed with the shifts I've got the shifts that I had so um so yeah I am exhausted and you know tired but I don't think I would be suffering quite like you with the tiredness and the weird times of going to bed at night. So it's onwards and upwards now. Yeah. I've had experience. um, Yeah, maybe we'll get it again one day. Mm. And so you were, so Mike was working in the kitchen and Alison, what were you doing? I was a food and beverage area supervisor um, responsible for the workforce dining of about sort of 2,000 staff. So that was awesome and it was great because I got to know loads of people coming in over the four or five weeks from the police and security to our staff to um, all the volunteers so yeah it's a pretty cool experience mm. yeah wow 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 uh, yeah, it was awesome mm. so I guess um what could you explain to our listeners and what were you doing before the Commonwealth game started? I mean, I, I know, Mike, you mentioned that I guess the adventure really did start before the Commonwealth game. Well, so when the Commonwealth game started, in your mind, your adventure has started then. So what yeah. did you do beforehand? Because you mentioned that you, you've you gone into the kitchen now. It sounds like you were a chef at some point. And like, so why did you do that? Is that to sort of to help get your skills up? For maybe working on in your in your um in your travel, is that what you plan to do, or you you don't want to work at all? Uh, oh, <laughs> I probably should have reworded that in differently. The right <laughs> in the right circumstances, I would work, uh, yeah. and it wasn't 
it wasn't so much. I mean, well, okay, so we'll answer the first part of the question first. Yes, I am a chef originally, um, but I I gave up being a full time chef probably 15 years ago when I went into teaching. So I became a teacher. And through working in vocational education and training, I ended up as a, a manager in, in VET. And my last job, I was general manager of a, of a registered training organization that was actually delivering construction training. So I even moved away from hospitality completely. Yeah. So going back into the kitchen as a chef for the Commonwealth Games was, you know, really taking a step back in time. Um, and yes, it, it's good that it's given me some currency. So it would be much easier for me to go and find work in a kitchen and of course when you're traveling working in hospitality it's a it's a much easier way to find short-term work if that's mm. what you but that, that wasn't really what I was doing it for. for for me it was you know the Commonwealth Games was on the Gold Coast we live on the Gold Coast it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to get involved in event an event like that in your hometown and yeah, I just wanted to be involved one way or another. I wanted to be involved. And for me, the obvious way was to go into the kitchen. And to work in the Athletes Village. I think that was yeah. the best place of all that we actually had the opportunity to work with all the athletes. You cook, what, 6,000 breakfasts every morning? Every morning, yeah. Um, and 6,000 for lunch. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, crazy number of people we're cooking, you're cooking for. Yeah, gosh, I struggle to cook for about six people. <laughs> Let alone. Yeah, I just can't fathom how they can do it as chefs in that kitchen. It's just so much. Yeah. So, did you see any you know athletes? I guess that you really recognised straight away. I saw plenty of athletes, um, but you know we don't know who's who. Yeah, I don't know who's who. A bit meaningless to me. Yeah. And then you know when you see them on the TV and they're they're doing their thing and, you know, the commentators talking about who they are and their name and everything. But when you see them in the in the dining hall where they're all coming in or where you're walking through, um, you know, through the village and you're, you're walking amongst them all, you, you don't know who they are. You can see what country they're from because the, the shirts that they're wearing or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I didn't know who they were. In, in fact, yesterday morning I got stopped by a couple of English athletes at 2.30 in the morning, who'd obviously been out having a bit of a, a big night because, you know, celebrating the, the end of the Games, I suppose, and they were asking me where they could get some more alcohol at this time of night, which I thought was quite amusing. They <laughs> were <laughs> <laughs> really famous. I've got no idea who they were. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and you could have been standing ne- right next to Usain Bolt and you would have been none the wiser. <laughs> I would have known him. No, yeah, I would have known him. him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> been there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Well, I guess um, now the thing is, you know, we can all talk about uh, quitting our jobs, but, you know, Mike, you alluded to this before, but very, you know, few people actually kind of go ahead and do it. So kudos to you both. You know, you really have gone and made it, made it happen. I have to ask you both, um, maybe starting with Alison, but, you know, have you had any second thoughts or maybe, you know, we shouldn't be doing this moments? Absolutely not. No. Um, I think maybe, I don't know, was there a time a few weeks ago when we were just finishing our jobs before Cambodia? Just for one minute, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is my last day. Wow. This is the beginning of the whatever's going to happen next. Maybe for a split second, but that was it. No. Like, we are so, like, passionate about doing this. And, you know, we really, in 2017, we put our head down. We saved to make this happen. We've worked really, really hard to be able to go away without having to work for a year. Mm. And um, that was an important thing for us because we wanted to go away and enjoy the year without thinking, oh, my gosh, we have to work. So um, we're fortunate enough to have enough money to be able to travel for a year. 
without having to work. But hey, I'm open to anything that happens along the way. Yeah. And Mike, you're the same? Um, yeah, I certainly haven't had any second thoughts. I, I mean, there have been moments where I thought, I must be crazy. You know, I've given up a, a very good job yeah. that was going extremely well um, to, to go and do this. But, yeah, the timing is the timing was right. It, it's mm-hmm. kind of like it, it's now or never. It was, yeah, it was the right time to do it. So we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it, yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have sort of said to us, but, you know, you've still got a mortgage. You know, um, what are you going to do? Like, you know, how are you going to deal with all of that? And I thought, well, yes, we have still got a mortgage. And I think that's important to your listeners out there to know that, you know, we're a couple who are who have quit our jobs. We are travelling for a year. We do still have a mortgage. We still have finances to pay off. But that's not stopping us. It's something we wanted to do or we are going to do it and nothing is going to change our mind. Yeah, right. That's right. Well, that was, that was a question I was just going to ask Ashley next, Alison. You beat me to it because I think, uh, yeah, like so many people have these dreams of doing it when they get to, you know, this particular age and they've got this amount of money or not in the bank and so forth. But And the mortgage thing is usually the, the clincher for most people that they do. They use that as a as a, that sort of crux to kind of not go ahead and, and do it. So I guess, yeah, what would you say to those people that are, you know, are sort of sitting on the fence? I would love to be going ahead and doing, you know, what you want to do and, and maybe, maybe you know, 18 months or two years down the track. Like, you know, what would you see, say to those listeners who are in that same boat but they're kind of using that as their, I guess, excuse not to kind of go ahead and do it? You, you can always come up with an excuse not to do something. You know, it, it's just, it's so easy to go, oh, I'll do this when I get to this stage or when I've done that or when I've paid this off or whatever. It, it, there's, it, it's easy to make excuses. So just don't. You know, there's a there's a solution to the problem. Uh, I mean, obviously having a mortgage, the obvious solution is, well, rent the house out mm. because the, the mortgage, that problem solved. It's as simple as that. You know, but it's that, it's that risk. A lot of people, you know, they're very envious of what we're doing, but they openly admit they're not able, you know, to them it's a big risk and I just can't take that risk, just not now. So obviously I guess they're not ready in their mind. Well, to I think it's more that they don't want it badly enough. Yeah. It's like with anything. If you want it badly enough, you'll move the obstacles out of the way. Just like we've saved for a year. Yeah. We've been awful at saving up until yeah. now. Depends how badly you want so, it. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you had a real driving force to motivate you to save money and not, yeah, be frivolous with it and and so forth. So, uh, yeah, yeah, very cool. So uh, have you got any must-see destinations that you have planned on your trip? Uh, You've sort of mentioned you're not 100% sure exactly how long it's going to be, but you've got a a bit of a rough idea. So, yeah, where where are you initially um, planning to head off first? So we, we've kind of got seven months in Australia to start with and we're sort of going to head down to Melbourne where I've got a girls weekend with an awesome group of um, girlfriends, <laughs> some of my um, besties in as well. So we're going to be hanging out there and then after that we're going to be heading up to um, Birdsville for the Big Red Bash, then up to the Kimberleys. We're going to spend, oh, I think we're going to spend quite a long time in WA doing the Kimberleys, going along the Kibber River Road, WA Coast, down to Perth and sort of just keep going until we eventually get back home in um, 
December. So we're back on the coast for probably about three weeks in December. And then we're going to get on the plane and we're going to go to the Philippines for a month, um, Vietnam and Cambodia, then off to England and Europe. And final destination, well, it was the final destination. It might not be now, but the final destination was to spend a month at the Greek, doing the Greek islands next June. But it might not be the end now because we've had new news. So, so yeah, that's it. So at the moment, we're kind of looking at maybe yeah, 14 months away. However, Mike? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> however, having now worked at the Commonwealth Games, there may be an opportunity for us to work at the Pan-American Games in Peru in July, August uh, next year. So we might extend our trip a little bit uh, and end up in South America and uh, work the games there and then um, fly home from there afterwards, you know. And obviously, if we're in South America, we'll do a bit of travelling in South America, probably go up through the States and into Canada or something like that. Yeah, Canada and Alaska. Yeah. Christmas in Canada. So, yes, we just don't know. So I end up being yeah. closer to two years. But, do you know, I don't know if you know, Audrey, but when we first came to Australia 20-something years ago, we came here as a couple of backpackers. And the original intention was we were going travelling for six months. And we ended up being away from the UK for, was it, 18 months or, or yeah. something like that. So we're very open-minded about what's going to happen. You know, we're, at the moment we're planning a year that might turn into two years, but it might turn into three years. Um, I, I met somebody last week, uh, a guy from Brazil, who was telling me he had a job in the bank um, and he, he hated it, it was stressful, and he decided to quit and go traveling for six months. Uh, and six years later, he's still traveling. So wow. anything can. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so it, and he's obviously doing a bit of work uh, at the same time, but he's, yeah, doing something that he loves. Yeah. He's just kind of, you know, goes to different countries, finds a bit of work, does whatever. Mm. And he was, he was working in the kitchen at the games as well. Not, not a qualified chef or anything, but managed to get himself a job as like a, you know, a cook in the kitchen, and he was one of my assistants for a while. Mm. Wow! Yeah, work way around the world doing that sort of thing, and you know, good on you. Absolutely, yeah, most definitely. And as I think, yeah, you mentioned before that there are, you know, so many people out there that these days they do, they're in those high stress, high stress jobs, but not only high stress, they're hated, they don't enjoy it. Um, you know, and, and life, I think, I think we can all agree that life is way, 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 way too, be, too short to be stuck in this situation where we just are living on that treadmill of, um, of yeah, like, like that's not how life is meant to be lived. Would you uh, both agree? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what's the point of getting up every morning, going to the office and, and hiding it? What, what are you doing it for? I mean, you might be earning a lot of money, but... If you're not doing anything productive with that, what, what's the point? You know, I mean, it might be buying a nice shiny car and whatever, but but that's not what brings me happiness. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, you know, we're going yeah. we're going to be in a caravan about the size of I don't know our toilet, our bathroom, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a bit bigger. So it'll be interesting when we come back after those first seven months on the road in our little um, Jayco Swift caravan whether we'll come back and go, gosh, we so don't even need all the stuff that we've left in our big house. People accumulate right? clutter and you don't need it. It's, yeah, you just... As long as I can have my Thermomix. <laughs> <laughs> my Thermomix and my Kindle, right. I'm good. <laughs> Do you need a Thermomixer when you've got a mic, Alison? 
oh, to cook well, for you? <laughs> he has actually promised me a few months ago that he's willing to cook every meal while we're on the road. Well, if I'm not working, yeah. why not? See, there you yeah. go. <laughs> wow, I think you're, Alison, so, yes, you're the envy I'm of, I think, lucky. every woman in the world right now about to travel around the world and have a, a man cook for you the whole time. <laughs> it's pretty... <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of women right now that are very envious of your situation. I do like to cook, you know, so you won't be cooking tonight. Oh, mix though. Obviously, I will take it with me, but because we're going to be doing a lot of free camping with no power. Yeah, right. Those times when we kind of treat ourselves to a um, campsite with power that I'll actually be able to use it, or our occasional house sitting gigs that we're going to be doing. So, mm. so that's yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, to kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. I guess if you don't mind, just because you brought it up, Mike, about the um, Pan American Games. Did you say that that yeah. you've sort of been approached? I haven't really heard of the Pan American Games before. Yeah, I guess it's. I mean, I don't really know much about it either. But I, I guess you know, we we think about the Commonwealth Games, which is all the Commonwealth countries. Yeah. Well, there's obviously other. I mean, there, I met another guy who basically travels around the world doing games. And, and so there are things like, you know, student games. Um, I mean, in fact, years ago, I did the World Veterans Games when I used to work at ANZ Stadium in Brisbane. Um, so there are all the university games. There are all these different kind of games events that are quite big that we don't necessarily know about mm. unless you're in <laughs> So, you know, the American countries obviously aren't part of the Commonwealth, with the exception of Canada. Um, so they, they have their own version of it by the sounds of it. Mm, yeah, wow, fantastic. And that's got to be the beauty of probably doing that stint to the Commonwealth Games. You now it's given the opportunity to network, to meet that's new right. people, yeah. hear about yeah. these different things that are going on. Uh, so, yeah, you just don't know where it's going to lead. Exactly. You know, doing doing different things can lead to new opportunities that you wouldn't necessarily have considered before. So sometimes stepping outside your comfort zone, you know, and pushing that first door might be hard, but once you've pushed the first door, other ones tend to swing open, I think. Mm, totally. I love the way that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, Look, this has been lots of fun and, and certainly uh, great to kind of hear all about your trip and um, I'm certainly looking at following you and, and what you've been and, you know, what you've been up to. But I guess if people are listening right now and um, would like to follow you because of the social media out there, have you set up some kind of uh, social media page or, or something where people can, you know, ha be able to find you and, and see what you're doing? Yes, I've actually set up a Facebook page called No Real Destination and you can also find me on Instagram under the same name, No Real Destination. So, um, yeah, that kind of name came about because quite frankly, we, yeah, we're going to get in the car. We've got an idea, but we haven't got massive, massive plans. So I kind of quite like that name, No Real Destination. So, yes, if anyone wants to come and follow us, I'll be starting to put photos up of our trip um and yeah if you want to follow us and see where we end up six months time a year two years whether we actually end up working in the next year or not who knows but yes that'd be great if you want to find out a little bit more about us come and find us there
Mm. So I might have to do a follow-up interview maybe in three years' time because you might be in some, not not because you've made it home, but you're still going, you're, you're still travelling somewhere. Well, four years' time we might be doing the, um, the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. No, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think Gold Coast is a little bit more peaceful than the next Olympics. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Yeah. Just going to get last month now. Yeah. Just rest and recuperate and reflect and get ready for our next adventure. Yeah. So. Yeah. So your D date? Have you actually marked an actual date? Sorry. Yep. We're leaving. Gosh, this sounds very next Thursday. Yeah. Next Thursday. Wow. So just over. So yeah, twenty sixth. Twenty sixth of April. We'll be off. Wow. Got a week to um, empty the house, basically. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have a couple of days off. I'm going to go and spend the day on South Stradley Island tomorrow, I think, just to chill. And then after that, yeah, I head down, go through that to-do list, get everything done, and hopefully by next Thursday we'll be good to set off. Yeah. Mm. That's a good idea, having a couple, a bit of a chill out on um is it Stratty, did you say, Alison? Yeah, yeah Stratty. Yeah, we do take a yeah. and it's just a beautiful place just to stop mm. and be. Even though we're going to have a lot of places where we are going to be able to stop and be, that's just like one of my favourite my mm. places. So, so, yes. Sounds great. Well, by the time this uh, episode does go to air, you'll be well and truly uh, on your way, uh, probably, oh, who knows where you'll be <laughs> in, in about five six weeks time but it's yeah it's certainly super exciting and I'm just I yeah I'm, I'm really proud of you both because you've you've really just set this goal and you've just laser focused on it and you've found a way to make it happen because it's really easy just to go oh well you know this is what I want to do but this is too hard you know you keep getting this roadblock that will sort of stop you and, and no doubt that you've had things come up that have probably thought, oh god I wasn't expecting that and oh this is going to add to my but you've kept going in you you soldiered through and uh you know you, you've gone ahead and, and made it happen so thank you so so very much uh, to both of you for coming on to my podcast today to share your story it's um it's certainly been fabulous uh to hear all about what you're doing and what you're about to do and uh on behalf of all of us here um you know listening we certainly wish you the very best and safe travels thank you audra thank you so much audra for having us on and yeah look forward to maybe chatting with you again and a year or so. That sounds awesome. What That's, we're doing. That sounds awesome. I'd love to. Yeah, wherever wherever that is in the world, that would certainly make for an interesting podcast. <laughs> well, that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit, as this will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. Now, it also helps if you leave us a rating, preferably five-star if you really liked this episode, as this will help my podcast gain an even bigger reach, which will enable me to help more people. If you'd like access to more free resources, including my newsletter, just visit my website, healthyshiftworker.com, and enter your name and email address. I've also just recently launched my second intake of my Better Sleep Intensive Program exclusively for shift workers. So if this sounds of interest, just head over and click on the Work With Me Better Sleep Program link which is available on my website where you can learn more about the program along with the application process thanks so much for tuning in and listening until next time may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24 7 this year the wellness summit returns i realized in this time that 
I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.